listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 146, covering Insurrection with Gav Brown. Hi, friends. Hi, Gav. Hello. That implies that you're not a friend, but, but you are. I, you are a good friend. I'm, yes. I'm an acquaintance. Or a good acquaintance. You have been and always shall be a permanent our guest friend. on this show. And also our friend. Yes. We have watched the what the third the third movie in in the next gen saga now. Quadrilogy. Quadrilogy? Didn't didn't aliens come up with some kind of half decent name for that for their Yeah, that's set? the Aliens Quadrilogy. Oh, yeah. That's, not, yeah. that's not very good. <laughs> I thought they had a good name for it, but the that's no, not, you were so. wrong. Ah, so I was. They this had is, a bad name for it. Now the third movie in a row where I said, oh, that wasn't so bad. Mm. <laughs> well, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it was incredibly middle of the road. But it, it entertained. Yes, it, it did. You certainly did. You didn't leave it thinking, why would you leave your house? But you didn't leave it thinking that was the worst thing ever? No. Right. But uh, we also did spend, uh, what, a good 10, 15 minutes talking about the Breaking Bad finale while this was happening? Yeah, well, yeah but, like, you know. You know, I would do that during Star Trek 2, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I thought 3 was your favorite anyway. I... Well, that's right. He wouldn't do it during Star Trek <laughs> no. no. Why the fuck would that? That, would, that wouldn't happen. I don't remember when we recorded that episode, but I imagine Gav did a lot of, shh, be quiet. This part's brilliant. <laughs> This is the part where he says how Genesis is planet forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't we talk about this thing that we Why did? Why don't we indeed? Called insurrection. Uh, yes, that's ins your erection. Yes. Ins- Please don't go into my erection. <laughs> Please don't. That would be a Star weird Trek. inner space movie. <laughs> inner space 2, Ken's erection. <laughs> All right. Um, Matt, why don't you go first? Hark to the tale of the Sona, a lonely race of truly the meltiest-faced aliens we've ever met since beginning TNG. Forced from their ancestral home because the Baku wouldn't let them turn on a fucking radio once in a while, the Sona soon found themselves cursed with the threat that meets all immortal aliens once they've been driven away from the magic planet that, get, that makes them young forever because of its rings or something. Complete falling apart disease. <laughs> With no time to find a cure, the Sona did the only thing they could. Make a bargain with the Federation to quietly move the Baku from their magic planet of wonder and drop them somewhere. Let's live forever <laughs> And while they're at it, uh, let the rest of the galaxy in on the cure for, you know, literally everything. And it all would have gone so well if some upstart jerk-ass captain hadn't wanted to drop pipe into one of the goddamn Baku women. The Sona could have given the galaxy eternity, but no. Instead, 600 inbred hippies get to live forever while billions die in the Dominion Wars. Makes you want to shout no at least four times, doesn't it? (laughs) You know, when I saw this and I saw these people who sort of uh, put aside technology and wanted to live a simple life, I thought, you know who's going to love these guys? Matt. You were right. (laughs) And I was right. There's nothing I hate more than people who think they're better than technology. (laughs) Also, technically, they're old people, too, which you also love. Yep. I got a list. Name, name, name three be... things on your list. Ooh. Old people, people who don't like technology, <laughs> religion. And melty faces. Well, there wasn't a lot of religion in this. So no, that's uh, true. So at least they didn't do that. Although they did have the religious power to stop time. Yeah, that, that came up exactly twice. So they could look at a bird. 
Hey, look Look at our bird-looking powers. <laughs> well, that's why they've lived hundreds of years. Right, so they something like 700. Oh, and they're also pacifists. That pissed me off, too. Hey! What's <laughs> wrong with being a They pacifist. wouldn't even fight for their own world. They wouldn't even fight for their right to party. What's wrong that's with right. that? That's right! Damn it! <laughs> All right, Gav, why don't you tell us? I will. Do it. Admiral, uh, Matthew Admiral Matthew Doherty didn't have many friends. It wasn't his fault that he wasn't into the, the he wasn't into the other Admiral Parisi Squares tournaments, which is probably why they sent him to the other end of the galaxy. Now Ruafu was the only one he could talk to. True, his face did keep falling off, but you can't have everything, as his mother used to say, though her face didn't fall off. Well, not regularly. He did hope that that they and that, that Ruafu and him could get to know each other though he'd only speak to him when he'd needed more staples. <laughs> Plus, he was put off by Rafu's shouting. Only the other, the other day, Admiral Doherty told him he'd be a few minutes late, and the bird-curdling Gow! that came down the communicator was enough to make his daffodils that Mother sent faint. <laughs> it would be another month before she'd send more. On top of that, he'd just been to see that nice Captain Picard. Everyone said how approachable he was, but all he got from him was one of his speeches and about how it disappointed him. All this stress was making Admiral Doherty's face feel tight. He wondered if Rafu would let him use one of his face massagers. Doherty, out. <laughs> There's two things that you guys noticed that I, I didn't really uh, catch the first time, is how often yep. Rafu said no. Well, it wasn't so much no, it was more no. Oh. <laughs> And then, uh, how many times Admiral Doherty said, Doherty, out. I knew that Which before is, even watching it this time, yep. but it is a lot. Like his exit line. I actually had not seen mm. this movie since uh, it was in the theaters in 98. I, I, well, I remembered not almost much nothing worth about, remembering it, so, about it. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's, there's nothing just, wrong with it. Uh, there's nothing, it's so know. middle of the road. It could be, it could be so That's much true. worse, man. We could be watching five again. I mean, there's no uh, yeah. Uhura's fan dance or, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing flat-out insulting in it. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's there's some uh, misfired uh, comedic, you know, comic relief, but for the most part, it's 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 fine. There's no there's marshmallows no, I know in it. What's that? Nah, there's no marshmallows true. in it. Well, I can't tell if that works for it Maybe or Maybe it should have had more marshmallows. Mm, that might have, that might yeah. have uh, bumped it up to a six, maybe. So, Gav, I have to ask, since uh, since you did make a show of opening your beer, is there anything particularly special about your beer? Are you, are you drinking anything that, uh, that no. suits the occasion, or no. just just a just a beer? That would have been that would have been good if I thought something that fit insurrection beer. Uh, insurrection yeah. beer or a beer that could freeze that... time. But I suppose all mm. beer can do that to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, funny, no, that's only funny you should really say that. Stuff. I am drinking Foster's beer, so that, oh, that that'll is, do it. Oh, <laughs> ah, well, there you go. I hear that's Australian for beer. It it's is Australian for. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> funny thing, funny thing is, Australians apparently don't like the, the Foster's beer. They drink something else. That doesn't surprise no. me a bit, actually. We don't like Canadian beer, so that's typical. Although uh, the Irish do like Guinness, do they not? Yes. So well, then. there is the exception, right? That proves the rule. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. All right. Fair enough. I'm sure Gav will come down now and tell me what's wrong, but there you are. <laughs> uh, here's my summary. Yes, tell us so, it. 
the Enterprise is shuttling some diplomats someplace when they receive word that Data's gone crazy go nuts in some mission someplace. <laughs> Turns out he exposed a covert observation post on an apparently primitive planet, and the only way to get him back to normal is to sing Gilbert and Sullivan at him. This sounds like one of my wacky comedic exaggerations, but it isn't. Gilbert and Sullivan. Anyway, turns out this planet has magic youthening powers, and there's a shady admiral working some shady facelift aliens to clear out the population and steal the magic for themselves. Picard's not too keen on this and organizes the planet's people into some kind of nemesis? Wait, no, an insurrection. That's the one. They run around in some caves for a while. Now I know why Gav picked this one. And then the usual face-off happens with the bad guys, and the day is saved. Get it? Face-off. Uh -huh. There are some nutty comic relief moments involving boobs and butts and pimples, and I'm choosing to ignore those. That's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, well, there's 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 a definite tone change in this one that was not in the others. They, in fact, Gav, this is your good thing, isn't it? Yes, the, the lightness of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, mean, I mean, sure, it was great that first contact was dark and nerd wants things to be dark, but at its heart, Star Trek isn't dark, really, is it? It's it's light, it's optimistic, it's fluffy. Plus, the tone of the episode helps the characters. Troy and Riker's relationship, I think, is is much better when uh, it's played like this, as we've seen. Oh, yeah, uh, Star Trek is great at comedy. Plus, the characters play well together like that. Um, plus, we don't see San Francisco. That is a plus. There was. Yeah, for a chance. Well, of course, they don't go back to Earth at all. So, of course, you don't see San Francisco, the only place on mm -hmm. Earth. Um, I would say that this is probably the best ensemble movie of the four of them. I don't remember Nemesis, but I'm I'm going to go out <laughs> on a limb and say that this was better at yep. it. Yeah, if you don't remember Nemesis, you probably shouldn't watch it. Well, because... It's unfortunately, we took an oath. <laughs> yeah, we did We did take an oath on the uh, on the graves of our live parents. Yep. Did you take... Well, did you have a candle as well? That was a condol, yes. <laughs> we, we swore not to light that condol, no matter what. Take the condol back to the hoose. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with you, Gav, though, that the lightness of it was nice. It was a nice change, because you're, you're right. This That isn't what Star Trek is about, the whole darkness mm -hmm. thing. And, and I think the idea that people are trying to go for in these movies is there's some horrible dark force that's overcome by Starfleet, which isn't dark. But it's nice to have a different, you know, a yeah. different tone. It's nice to have a smaller movie. Mm. It's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. that ended up not, when the, sorry. I ended up not bo being bothered by the smallerness like I thought I would. Well, and, and actually that was my good thing, was that um, the the big criticism I've heard against this movie is it feels like an episode. And, you know, I'll agree with that, but I don't think it's a bad thing. It's a small story, but not every movie has to be about saving the Earth. I mean, there's been, what, 13 movies now? 12? 11? Uh, yeah, we're up to 12 now. We're up to 12. And and in most of them, some force has come to destroy the Earth mm -hmm. or may destroy the galaxy or something like that. It's nice to have something where we're just dealing with one small mission for a change, I yeah. think. And it feels like an episode, but I like episodes. Yeah, that's and the bearing, thing, yeah. Yeah. Bearing that in mind, the movie's not bad. It's Most everybody gets something to do. Everyone's in character. There's a pretty clear prime directive moral. Yeah, this this was the most in-character I've seen Picard in any of the TNG movies. It was the most next-gen of all these movies, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yes. Where, like I was saying, it's more of an ensemble piece, but also you had the same sort of morality play. You had you had speech Picard, which is great. You had just all the all the things that make these guys them. And apart from some of the running around in cave stuffs late in the second act, I wasn't even bored. It it didn't blow me away, but I it was I would say squarely above average. I would give it a six. 
which you know was a pleasant surprise. I I heard okay, these last two movies are really you know, dregs. Yeah, and I, I'll probably never watch this again. Let's be clear. <laughs> but it was it was a pleasant surprise to go in and and not hate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think the only time you would watch this is if you were watching all of them. Right. Exactly. And I probably, honestly, I probably won't watch any of these again because now we're going into DS9. Why would I look back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although that said, I am, I, I was uh, excited to do some uh, research before we did Rose City. I wanted to watch some, uh, some original series to, uh, to get sort of back get into the, the character. character of the Kirk puppet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which was nice. So, uh, you know, it's possible if we ever have Kim make us a, a Picard puppet or something that maybe I will go back. A Riker puppet with again. removable beard. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That may as well have been my bad thing, man. Put your beard back on. Oh, just so wrong. What, who but thought that was smooth. a good idea? I don't know. It is smooth as an Andrew's bottom. It is not. Uh, I did not like that. I one. thought that was funny. I I see the data comedy bits. I I did like it. Uh, I, yeah. I I don't like it when they play him sort of over the top, like in Generations. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Like that, a, no, a, yeah. I agree with that. that. That was awful. And then his line yeah. in this lock and load. Bollocks! That was just rubbish. Like da- right. data works when he's got kind of an innocence to him, yeah, and not exactly. when he's mugging. Yeah. Well, and he has his uh, emotion chip turned off for the entire movie. Yeah, because they decided that, that was a stupid helps. idea. Yeah, his mugging chip. Yes. Right. Well, I think that's a subroutine <laughs> of the emotion chip. I think the mug. I mean, look at Lore for Christ's oh, sake. Oh yeah. All he does is mug. <laughs> yes. But it's just interesting how. Uh, in the first, was it Generations? It was all about his emotion ship. The next one, he uh, turned it off. And then this one, he just didn't bring it with him. Nope. So right. they just obviously realized that was a stupid idea. Sure was. Well, at least they can acknowledge that. At least they weren't sticking to their guns for, with a pointless no. thing. So that was... That their was guns good. that they locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. <laughs> Stay frosty, Matt. Uh, Watch your six. Five by five. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your good thing? Me or him? You. Me? Oh. Yes. Uh, you see those sweet couches on the Sora ship? Man, those things are swank. Yeah, they are. They're... <laughs> I believe that... <laughs> it really the... did just look like it was in the 50s watching a TV. And it was one of those things where Gavin and I would not have noticed if Matt hadn't pointed it out, and then it, we couldn't yeah. stop noticing it. We're on the, I did notice the... it at all. Sorry. We're on the bridge of the Sora ship, right? And... Fucking Rufio is, or whatever the fuck his name is, is just lounging on this enormous couch right in the middle of the uh, bridge. Yeah, the captain's chair is easily made for two, <laughs> if not three. No, it's it's like uh, you could cuddle on it. Right. It's like instead of a Which, captain's chair, they got a love seat. Right. You you want to, and, and then it folds out into a bed if you want to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to stay the night. I want to crash on my bridge. Uh, and, uh, that's where Doherty was staying. Right. Because. Uh, because cause I'm trying to I'm trying to work toward Doherty got thrown out, but it's not quite working. <laughs> That's okay. No, he got worse. thrown through a uh, cabinet, though. That's true. He did. They did bust up that sweet cabinet. <laughs> Broke all of the. Uh, well, I guess they wouldn't have Star Trek collector plates. No. At least they didn't know, bust maybe... up his ships. Yeah, That's true. he broke his little ships. Although that still bugged me because she he only broke one of those little ships. Yeah. And she made it sound like he broke all of them, and it was really just the D that he broke. But that's uh, that was that was. Before. Well, that's the problem. That's... Now he can't get it replaced because the D crashed. Oh, Is they it... don't make those anymore. No. Yeah. They retired it with the ship. <laughs> I see. They, they've moved on to different ships now. Yep. Right. Uh, Gav, what's your bad thing? 
My bad thing is the ending of the story. Um, the, the fight in the collector, the tower of the collector, with Picard wearing his vest while Ruafu hands Gruber's it up, just doesn't feel connected with the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an original story where Ruafu gets de-aged to a baby, which feels more like the ending to this, which is the st- which I think is the Star Trek fouriest of the uh, TNG movies. I would definitely yeah. uh, agree with that. There's definitely a deliberate attempt to lighten things up, mm-hmm. which is what four clearly was after two fairly, you know, dark personal stories where a lot of people die and things. Yeah, I also I also like to think that George and Gracie were in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why is nobody that, could learn to swim. Yeah, is that why she never learned to swim because she's terrified of the two humpback whales that are swimming around in there. <laughs> she has she has whaleophobia. Well, well who doesn't? doesn't really? Yeah. <laughs> Those things are horrifying. Stop that. Matt. <laughs> no, I'll agree. I mean, it wasn't. I, you talk about mugging. They got exactly the right level of comedy in four, but then five tried to do the same thing again, mm-hmm. and that was mugging. That's the standard of Star Trek mugging that that even Data hasn't aspired to. Well, the the thing was that Star Trek four had a lot of like like it was funny, but it was all like character based funny. You right. know, like they weren't trying too. They hard. weren't trying too hard. Whereas five had Scotty walking into a wall and shit. Like that's <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, even yes, because I remember James Dewan complaining about that. Well, it's pretty terrible. Uh-huh. Um, but in this one, I would say most of the comedy, because there was quite a lot of comedy, it was mostly character based. Yeah, there's no or at like, least situational. Nobody ran into anything. Well, Except for Doherty running into did. that cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> they, they did try to uh, ram ram the other ship, but then they did. Oh, that's true. All right, they keep trying to do that. Uh, Worf tried that in uh, First Contact, also ramming speed, and then, uh, sir, it's the Enterprise. And then it didn't happen. It's like he, they they know that breaks the ship, right? Uh, apparently not. Apparently, that's just your last ditch effort, and everything's going to be fine. You just crash into the other guy. When I briefly played uh, Star Trek Online, that was also my my plan to get out of any uh, ship combat I was in. What, what, just ran ran into I just them ran or? into them. It didn't work. I was really it? mad. Well, I don't think that it would, Matt. Well, it should. Oh, all right. Damn it. I have no follow-up to that. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell me your bad thing? No, actually, no, let's let's talk about this ending a little more, because you're, you're right, Gav. One of you pointed out that they were surrounded by just solid blue. Like, it looked like something was supposed to be composited in there, and they just they didn't even finish. No. Yeah, it was even the, the blue that... Looks like blue screen. So you, oh yeah, it's just like right. We've got no money left. We'll just leave it blue. Yeah. Well, and there was some action in this movie, but it wasn't that kind of chasing someone past a scaffolding and knocking them over a railing and outrunning an explosion yeah. kind of action. It was such yeah. a uh, it was such an action movie ending. Yeah, it really you know? was. And the rest of it, while it had action, didn't really feel that same kind of action. No, it's, it like the entire mood of the movie just changes. Yeah. Well, suddenly it's like, it, it, it's literally Die Hard. Well, not literally Well, die no, hard. but it's, you got <laughs> Picard not with, with no sleeves, holding a giant gun and hanging from a rope. Yeah, but he didn't say ho, ho, ho. No, I mean, not that we saw. I probably got cut. Well, that's true. Just no, no he said, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, I didn't notice that, probably because villains are always saying stupid shit like that, and I just it, never noticed. But it wasn't, no, he said, it was, no, no. Well, in fact, Matt, wasn't that your quote? Sure was. Why don't we just uh, play that here so people know what we're talking about? <laughs> play it four so times. No. Ah! 
you're you're making it sound like the um like the emperor's no in uh, in Star Wars Episode Three, whereas I think it sounds more like wah. Like that's I, actually what I wrote in my notes. Oh wow! Oh really? heavens, no! He was much more hammy than the emperor. <laughs> right, exactly. Plus, I think uh, if Darth Vader at the end of Episode Three had said that, that would be much better. Oh yeah, where's Padme? Is she safe? Is she all right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Ah. Uh. No, and and as villains go, he was probably one of the weaker ones, I would say, which is too bad because that actor was quite good in uh, Amadeus. Mm. It's uh, the dude who played Salieri, um, whose name uh, F. Murray Abraham, yeah. right? Yes, that is, is it correct. F. Murray Abraham? Yeah, but you got to wonder yeah. what the F stands for. Well, I think we know what the F stands for. <laughs> it's, only, it's the only PG thirteen we can't say. See what you're only allowed to say. What once. bugs me about what is it, Ruferdo? What bugs me about him is that he like he's a villain with a legitimate like reason. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to fall apart. Well, that's that's a really good reason to not want that's a really good reason to, you know, have an evil plan. And that's very next gen also, where the, the bad guys have a, a legitimate uh, you know perspective. I keep wanting to say evil. a legitimate beef. Mm. Well, go ahead then. He's got a legitimate beef. A legitimate beef in the briar yep. patch. <laughs> Makes as much well, sense there's as nothing worse else. than having the illegitimate beef. Right. <laughs> that was that was an unproduced episode from the original series fourth season. <laughs> the legitimate beef. Legitimate no illegitimate beef. <laughs> where uh, where Kirk had sex with a cow alien and uh, yeah. for I can see forever and touch illegitimate beef. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Matt, what was your bad thing? I want to talk about this movie's sense of humor, and the bad thing is probably the best place to do it. This movie veers dramatically from actually genuinely funny moments to some of the worst, most embarrassing jokes in Trek history. And the problem is that while I can remember every single joke that I hated, Data being used as a flotation device, the HMS Pinafore, <laughs> Worf's Pimple, Troy's boobs, and Data's boobs, I'm having real trouble remembering the stuff that I actually laughed at, which is probably not a great sign. I'll say... We don't all three of us agree which were the good jokes and which were the bad. So, uh, no. so I thought that was interesting. Like, because some of the jokes that I rolled my eyes at, you guys thought were funny, and vice that's versa. That's true. It's like we're different mm. people or something. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the humor must have worked if it landed like somewhere. You know what mm. I mean? Like even on the small sample group of the three of us, if it all made us laugh at different points, then you know maybe it wasn't uh, maybe it wasn't quite so bad. Mm. I didn't laugh at the flotation device. Uh, to me, that no. was just a thing. Well, yeah, no, that was, perhaps, that was like a contemporary literally. reference. That... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked Data's butt and... Uh, no, I didn't like Data's butt. Well, I might do. I've never seen it. But <laughs> well, I, 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 like, <laughs> I didn't like the smooth as an android's bottom. I thought that was a little uh, a little too uh, on the butt. I thought. I, liked, I, I just love Spiner's look when he does it. Just, Oh, no, they, they, don't get me wrong. Even some of the hammier data lines, I think Spiner carries them just by being Spiner mm-hmm. because he is great. He's got some great facial expressions in this. Yeah, and the whole pinafore thing where he's he's clearly confused because he's dedicated to whatever the hell he's doing, but now he's been overridden and he's singing. Like, he's got some great facial... Like, why am I singing? Yep. Stop singing! <laughs> some, there's some good stuff there. The, um, um, like, the look you the Gav was talking about this. The look he gives Worf when he when he sees his pimple. Hilarious. Yeah, but Worf actually having a pimple kind of stupid. Yeah, no, that's dumb. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would go with that. Yeah, I would agree with that, Mark. But um, the uh, like all the all the Troy Riker stuff, where they're they're in this place where it makes you feel younger, so everyone's a little friskier. So Troy and Riker start being a little more amorous again, mm-hmm. and uh, those two have such great chemistry. And it was so nice seeing them be flirty and just straight up, you know, I'm interested in you again. Well, I'm interested in you again, too. And it was it was just adorable. Mm-hmm. And I definitely could have done with more of that. Also, Worf's wife died, so it's probably as good a time as any for us to hook up again. Yeah, to, to <laughs> rub in his face. Here's the last woman you were with, and now she's with me. Yep. Ha-ha. What do you think of that, Mr. Well, Worf? No. The last woman I was with was, oh, she's dead. Oh. Oh. <laughs> They were apparently going to put something in there about that, too, where over on DS9, uh, Dax had just died. Yeah. And and then they decided not to. They thought it would be too confusing, whereas they mentioned the Dominion and the Dominion War and Ketracel White and all this stuff like 10,000 times. Which I thought was great, by the way. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, I did. There's a lot more uh, Deep Space Nine stuff in this than there was in the last movie. And there was no no Voyager references in this movie at all. That That was the best thing of all. (laughs) <laughs> Putting aside our, our feelings about Voyager, the fact is they exist in the same space as DS9, literally, and all the stuff happening on Voyager should really be happening somewhere that they don't know about. Yeah. Like, the fact that DS9 is showing us this big war means everyone's part of this war. It's not just happening in this one little corner. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. And so it's nice. To, it makes it feel like a bigger world that that everyone's a part of when you say, yes, the Dominion War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's even a bit where Picard, he doesn't mention Dominion, but he just says about... I think he mentions about how difficult times are in Federation, and he, he has to go back to them. Right. Well, it's, 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 effectively, his planet war, needs him. You get yep. the Dominion War on, and you've just like they're they're still recovering from the Borg attack. Yeah, there's just been another Borg invasion of Earth. Yeah. So yeah, things are things are a little rough, mm. and it's nice it's nice that part of that like even uh, Rufio says this at one point. He's got a little speech about how how weak the Federation is, mm-hmm. about how they almost fell to the Borg and how they're almost falling to the Dominion now and how, the, you know, it's just a matter of time. Yep. And it was it was nice. It's nice. And I, I wish I could have a specific memory of this, but I'm sure when I was watching DS9 at the time, I was, you know, I was loving it in this movie. Yes. Again, just feeling like we're part of this same big universe. Mm-hmm. It's Otherwise, what's the point? Like, what's the point of having all these, you know, crossovers and, and spinoffs and stuff if you're just going to pretend that the other things don't exist, yeah. you know? So, no, I really like that. But it would have been nice to acknowledge that Worf was going through some horrible grief at this point, yeah. maybe. This All you need is a line. Yeah. Yeah. Because this would have been set the summer between season six and seven, I guess. Yeah. Which Dax had just yeah. died. So, any of you following along with uh, Deep Space Nine with us, spoilers, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sorry about, about that. that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even just Picard to t- whenever during this movie to turn to the uh, screen and say, what's happening now is is Worf's <laughs> wife just died. <laughs> you brought that up near the beginning and then like throughout it, I just pictured all these moments where he could be the Greek chorus and just yeah, he turn just to the t- camera. Now, in goes. case you're wondering what's been going on. <laughs> While now they're all saying the comfy couch. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you hear this, turn the page. <laughs> well, you hear the sound of the transporter. Ooh, that's good. I like that. Um, so my bad thing. Uh, okay, this movie was made in what 1998, right? Yes. Uh, the CG CGI was just sort of becoming a thing in movies at this point, and now that we can see it in full HD, it has not aged very well. No. And I'm not a I'm not a guy who's like this ruined the movie for me or anything like that. It's just I had to find a bad thing, and this was the most obvious. Because the models looked so good in the other two movies, 
and because the CG looked pretty good in um, DS9. Remember all the, the space battles mm-hmm. and stuff? It's just, it. this one jumps out because I'm not used to modern Star Trek looking this fake. You know, most of it, like, on one side or the other of this movie looks pretty good. It's just right here we're in that sweet spot of, like, okay, let's go all CG. Ooh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. The, the thing, the shots where it's, like, the Enterprise in space. Yeah, no, they look good. great. The problem is, like, say, the little transporter dart ships that attack them. Yeah, there's anything that interacts with a live element, yeah. I think. Or the hippo like, squirrel. Yeah. It, it's worse, I think, when they just... It's a lot more difficult to do CGI against a light background as opposed to the blackness of space. That is true, yeah. Right? That's true. But also, like I say, when you're trying to composite something into something that's live, like when you have people walking around in the same space where there's supposed to be a CG element, it doesn't usually look as good as if you just shoot a CG thing next to nothing else. You don't have to match the lighting. You don't have to, you know, yeah. things don't have to move at the same frame rate. I mean, things things are just, you, you buy it a lot better, mm-hmm. I think. And there were some shots. There's that little hippo squirrel, like you say, Matt. There's a, there's a little kid in the hippie planet that uh, that has this little Pokemon character that he carries around. And, <laughs> and goes back does before he leaves it in the cave. All. Of course, he drops it and, you know. Well, it's like in Generations when that kid drops the teddy bear. I was sure they were going back for the teddy bear. I was really surprised that that didn't happen. Or that time in Generations when Rene goes back to the barn to get his dog and burns down. <laughs> oh, Matt. You had to bring a dog into it? I mean, listen, I'm fine with Rene and Robert dying, but there, there was no... Come on. Oh, no, the, the, dog, look, no, the no, dog got no, out oh, fine. Oh, yeah, the dog got okay. out fine, yeah. Okay. Actually, the no, dog was... set the fire. Oh, because well, it, okay, was the dog. it was the dog! It was the dog. Very nice. Matt, did you tell him the dog got out fine? The dog did get out fine. Oh, I can't. I just, you know. According I, to this website, with... did the dog get out alive.com? Yes, the dog got out fine. According to this I website, can, uh... the uh, the dog, it was six days since the dog set a fire. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just picturing Muttley with a pair of matches. <laughs> Burning right, down exactly. the Picard vineyard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else? What else? Happened? I like I like the alien design. I think in this more than than in most of the next gen movies. There's a lot yeah. of background aliens in this, which I always think is really cool. Yep, I think, it, I um, think um, because I think they had more new aliens in this than the other uh, movies. Mm-hmm. That and it wasn't well, the just ones you've the, seen the, anyway. There, it wasn't just the lazy season seven. Let's put some forehead dots on someone and call it an alien. Yeah, yeah. well, that's because they didn't have any money, basically. Well, all the all the money was going to DS Nine. Well, not even that, but it's just they would rather spend money on other things than aliens that... Well, right. Yeah. Than than making aliens look like they exist on a science fiction show. Right. I understand. (laughs) Now, um, we've said this before, that the alien design on DS9, and we'll say it when we get there, particularly like the background aliens in Quark's Barn, Mm. are, I think, particularly good. you got guys like Morn and, and, uh, what's his name, Vulva Head. Well, they were always because DS Nine always had to look so busy, so they always had like plenty of guys. Right, and I'm sure they had regulars. Yeah. like I'm sure they designed them once and paid for them once, and then just keep reusing. Well, yeah, but that's fine. Put a hat on a guy, and he's a different guy. <laughs> Love to see more and wear a hat. That would be pretty great. Yeah. Hey, Matt, we're gonna be doing DS Nine in like two oh, weeks. Oh no! Isn't that great? Yes. In the meantime, though, I'm, I might watch it tomorrow. Oh, you're uh, so you bitch. Dick. <laughs> 
That's right. You're joining us again in a few weeks, aren't you? Like, isn't your episode like one of the first ones? No, no. I'm doing towards the end of the series. Uh, How are you? Series? Season? Season. Whichever. Ah, uh, you Americans. I'm yeah. Canadians. Hey! Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Sorry. All right. <laughs> no, I thought you meant you Americans as in you, Al, and also the producers of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> All right. Or Americans as in you North Americans. That's right, fine, there you too. Go. Oh, some of your some of your particularly nitpicky Canadians will say, "Well, we're actually we're Americans." Yeah, you won't hear me North say America. that. No, I know, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but I've heard that from people before. Uh-huh. Well, actually, I think you'll find we all live on North America. Oh, shut yeah, up! Yeah, so the Mexicans, so get them in too. Yeah, they don't call they don't call themselves Americans. Yeah, you don't want to call them Mexican American. <laughs> they won't like that at all. Yeah, be like uh, Picard did pod. the mambo. Yeah, he sure did. Not really sure that why happened. that happened. By himself. Well, it was. It was, yeah, it was to show, uh, yeah, not the horizontal mumbo. Just, just well, I mean, who has, who among us hasn't gotten home, felt frisky, and started doing the self mumbo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, a selfie? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> sure. I always wonder. Let's go with that. No, I'm, and, and I'm sure this has probably made it, you know, made its way into a million little viral videos of, of you know, uh, Patrick Stewart just doing a weird little like dance, but uh, it just it it was one of those like okay everyone's feeling young everyone's feeling more vibrant. I like how you're showing it with most of them, but this is a little silly. I don't I don't I don't think that's really in no. character for Picard. I could be you know I could be wrong. What do you guys? No, think? I don't I don't well, think he's the type to get home and do a mambo. No, not so much. But how are you going to show Picard's younger? Because he just looks exactly the same as yeah. he did well, like forty five years ago. There's... That's... After the mambo scene, he looks at himself in the mirror, and I assume he's supposed to be thinking, "Why do I look so young?" But he looks so the same because he's always looked that way. Yeah, you look at him from like Farpoint, and you look at the most recent pictures of of his adventures in New York City with uh, Ian McKellen. Basically, the same mm. guy. Like there may be five or ten years difference in that thirty year gap. He got... should have just turned to the screen and said, "What's happening now?" Is I'm looking <laughs> I'm younger. Looking old. <laughs> Have you guys actually seen those pictures from New York City? Yeah, by they're the way? great. They are fantastic. Oh, those they, two are yes. just going around doing touristy things and taking pictures. There's nothing special. Just uh, because it's those two, it's yep. something special. They're best friends. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Yep. Uh, I don't like that there was an area of space called the Briar Patch. I thought that was. <laughs> that didn't bother me. I like that kind of thing. I don't. I don't like well, when they the have only the problem I had with it is just it's, it's it's a thing that no one mentions now, but apparently people mention it hun- several hundred years in the future. Yep. Oh, they're big song of the South fans in the future. <laughs> well, we figured out <laughs> yes. that they probably brought it out of the Disney Vault finally. Yeah, they they got over the racist thing one way or yeah. another. Well, and, uh, they're enlightened people in the future, apparently. Ah, that that's sure. It. There you go. And also, their boobs are firmer. Right. That's a thing that happened. Yep. I wonder how many fanboys just like I mean, there's no other way to say this. Just, just like completely just got boners over that. Uh, I would have been about ten when this movie came out. So oh, there you one, go. one at least. Troy's <laughs> talking about her boobs. This is awesome. I'm just surprised they still use the word boobs. I know, right? They don't have the word taking, a, or they don't have the phrase taking a leak anymore. Right. But they do have boobs. Boobs. Very strange. They don't go with you know tits or breasts or you know boobs. That's or, what they're still using. Well, I mean, there's about fifty different words for boobs in that uh, HMS Pinafore song that they were singing earlier too. So, oh, was there really? Yeah. I'd see. I don't. Breast. Know. Oh, is, bosom. Is Gilbert and Sullivan filthy? Is that one of those secret things that's that I think is so boring, but it's actually filthy? I don't know. Oh, I have to ask right. Brian. 
Brian's not here right now, Matt. We'll write him a letter. In fact, I have a note here about the Gilbert and Sullivan bit when it's happening. My note says, what the fuck is happening to my Star Trek movie? <laughs> I, that is not something I would ever expect to, for them to just completely break out into uh, show tunes. Expect the unexpected. That's I, what I say. I would absolutely expect that from a ship with both uh, with Data and Picard on it. And violins. Yes. Well, they are constantly going to violin recitals. There was one in this movie, in yep. fact. Well, it's what uh, powers the warp drive, I think. <laughs> Especially after they have to evacuate the uh, the core. I was about to say, when they eject the core, does that mean all violinists are just soon about <laughs> dumped space? into space? Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, I do hope so. So you can't even do the sinking of the Titanic thing because they've already been ejected. <laughs> ejected? Oh, right, ejected, yes. Right, ejected. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, what else? Uh, there must be other things. It's, I, just, I, it's such a small yeah. movie. It doesn't feel like we have the usual, like, you know, big debates or big points to make. I mean, I'm sure you guys have other things. Yeah, but... well, we finally see the captain's yatched after... Uh, oh, yeah, the luxury yatched. After eight that years. Was nice. Yeah. I mean, it's a different one. There was one on the D that we never got to see, unfortunately. No, we never get uh, to see our Yatched, but we do see the new Yatched. The new Yatched. Presum but presumably oh. they would have used the Yatched on the Enterprise D. Well, like like when he went to Risa. Or even that when the they were time, evacuating right? everyone. Presumably well, they would have too. used that. Yeah, there's another craft that, has a f that can fit a few extra yeah. people in it. Yeah. So maybe they put it back, maybe they used that and put a place for it on the on the E. So maybe that's the same one. Oh, it's the same one. I'm they painted just it to that surmising now. Yeah, you know what? I would be fine with that. Yeah, your no prizes in the mail. What the hell? Hooray! <laughs> I also have no! a note here. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> I also have a note here. Put your beard back oh, on. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, Riker. Just you. You realize how much chubbier that. Uh, that Jonathan Frakes got in the, in the yeah. ten or so years between when he grew the beard in the first place. <laughs> well, that's place why it comes back from Nemesis. He yeah. ain't looking any better in that one. Yeah, um, and did he he's... not realize the whole thing is when you don't have a when Riker doesn't have a beard, don't watch it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Everyone's going to skip this otherwise. Mm -hmm. Wow, I forgot about that rule. Yeah, they'll the watch it is everyone until did. he shaves the beard off, and then they'll start watching it. Right. That's a fair point. So they only get to see the first ten minutes of yep. it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. His beard's gone. Uh, Fail. <laughs> What's her name on the planet? Had the had the power to stop time or oh my like god, that like was so that. fucking dumb. <laughs> Some perfect moment thing that didn't really go anywhere. Or Haven't do you ever experienced one perfect moment when time seems to stop? It turns Whoa. out we have the power to do that. So you know, if you haven't, we can do that later. Well, like, I have had the exact. I have one okay. thing. I would, I would love to see a hummingbird slow down. <laughs> that's that's just what I wanted my entire well, life. Well, you're in luck, John Luke. <laughs> I'll take you there right now. That is so in character for him wow, to want to see a hummingbird. How slow that's that just... hummingbird is flying! <laughs> I, so haven't, I haven't, haven't done it yet. <laughs> He's had the exact opposite. He's had an entire lifetime in a moment. These all Which, sound like uh, Celine Dion songs. What? An oh, entire yeah, lifetime in a moment, a perfect moment. <laughs> Sorry, Gav, I'm not that familiar with the Celine Dion catalog. I oh, I am. I'm her publicist. And I'm Canadian, so. <laughs> well, yeah, you're obligated to. Uh, let's see, the uh, the Admiral had a giant belt buckle like he was from Space, <laughs> Texas. Oh, yes, Dougherty is that. Ah, uh, yes. 
Dorothy. Can't say his name What's that name again? Dorothy. I forgot. <laughs> he he was just so weak. He was. He wasn't the best villain. I mean, they needed two of them to really make a yeah. one well, full villain. Well, that's the Batman rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two villains Although for your the Spider-Man rule nowadays. Yeah. Also true. But yeah, he had the and, and Matt said something like, "What did he win that from?" Uh, He's the world you know, uh, tag you know, team champion. Right, champion. But who the who the hell would he have beaten? That's a really good question. Know, that's true. Hopefully, Admiral Necheyev, because I hate her. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would love so I would much. love to see her do a, him do a body slam on her. Yeah, off the top of the rope. Yep, through a table. Yep, I think do she's in those... she's in Deep Space Nine, isn't she? Uh, yes. yes. She, she makes at least one appearance that I know of, maybe more. Hooray. Dowdy had maybe like it'll a be real... wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Dowdy did have that. Uh, is this what you were going to say? He, that he, he had that. He looked like he'd bit like he'd been an admiral they'd met with before. Like I was, pre- I was convinced that I'd seen him sometime in either uh, DS Nine or TNG. Well, he's got that. He's got that look. That uh, sort of Kenny Rogers look. <laughs> that middle-aged guy with the salt and pepper hair yep. and the beard. And uh, he he looks like. He reminds me of the guy who was giving Cisco orders during the whole war storyline. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, it, it might just uh, be that he has a similar look to him because I don't think he was actually in. I think one of us looked it up and he's not actually in there. Yeah. No. No, he was in License to Kill and he did have a similar death in License to Kill to this. Where they stretched his face, really? Well, they put him in a pressure chamber and made him explode. Oh, wow. So yeah, that is, that it is, is quite uh, similar. Yeah. That's this guy's shtick, apparently, dying through expansion. (laughs) (laughs) I do expansion dying. Here are my pictures. (laughs) These pictures are not very good. Not very flattering. Or flat. We talk about, we talked about the, uh, all of the aliens that are in this one earlier, but the, uh, Mm -hmm. the Sora's makeup, the main bad guys in our, uh, in our movie. I think it's Sona, actually. Sona. Mm -hmm. They don't look good. Really? That well, is not good the makeup. The face look? No. I, I disagree. I think it's good makeup. Yeah. Well, they're not supposed to look good. Well, right, no, exactly. but they're, they, they don't look... They don't look like they're supposed to. Really? Like, it looks like... They're supposed to look like their faces are stapled on, right? Because they yeah. are. Yeah. They don't. They oh, just look sort it... of saggy. No, oh, I think it looks the way it's supposed to look. Eh. So there you go. It appears we'll have to agree to not agree to disagree. <laughs> With you, yes, I disagree with that. <laughs> well, what do you think, Ev? You can I, uh, no, I think here. they're. I think they look fine. I didn't think. Uh, I didn't have a problem with them. Yeah, I thought it was a dumb design. I'll give you that, but I think it was pulled off the way it should have been. I think it would be a lot better if their faces did literally melt off and fall down when they yes, were Yes, that people. would have been fine. Yes, if they were Where just everyone... leaving their faces all over the place. <laughs> everyone just looks like the Red Skull. Is this yours? <laughs> uh, I imagine that's. I imagine that's what they must look like under there, right? Like yeah. a red skull? They would be red skulls, yes. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then one of my last notes is here is, ha, 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 fuck you, burned to death, oh, ugly. Right? <laughs> After the climactic uh, boss fight at the end, mm-hmm. uh, Picard basically just leaves uh, Rufio to die. Yeah, he could he could beam away with him, beam him to the Easily uh, to the beam him into whatever. the brig. Yep, nope. <laughs> but it's just like, bye bye so long, sucker. Enjoy uh, death. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to someone on Twitter, uh, Mark Butterworth, and he said whenever Picard beamed away and the other guy didn't, it was almost like Picard was Snake from The Simpsons and said, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> uh, so what else? That's pretty much all the notes I have. What about you guys? Um, well, Jordy's eyes again. but Oh, yeah, his eyes uh, just grew back again. Yeah. That happens so often. I, I imagine, like, the, this horrible moment where they displace his new fake eyes and just, hey, you could call him fake eyes. Good old and, fake uh, eyes LaForge. Yes. And they just, like, fall out. Like, the other ones fall out while the new ones grow yeah, in. <laughs> Creepy. Pop out like in Beetlejuice. Right. That, yeah, exactly. Beetlejuice. Thank you. I knew it happened in some movie. Yep. I'm like, what movie did people pull their... Uh, what Star Trek? No. Damn it. That's all I can remember is Star Trek yep. now. I haven't seen any other movies except Star Trek. All you watch is Star Trek. Yep. There, there's the thing with uh, Data and the kid, well, because, you know, Data and children. Data does right. like That's children. not suspicious that at all. came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like our old episode, Pen Pals, that we loved so much. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah. Salad fingers. <laughs> and there's a bit where Data says, the boy, uh, the boy is afraid of me. And I just thought, don't call Jordy the boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, our, our pal Flonk was talking about how he doesn't like the whole uh, kid uh, sequence, and I, I see I see his point. But it just like, fits in so well with I think it does. What I, data cause does because the, the kid says stuff about grown-ups make you eat your vegetables and stuff like that, and I see Flonk's point. I just I don't agree. It doesn't you know. It doesn't bother me because if you do take the emotion chip out, you are back to sort of childlike data. Yes, which is the best data. I think so. Yeah, as long as he's grown, as long as he's not like season one taking things literally data. As long as ah some yes, the there. to whatever. Right. Like, don't do that. Yeah. No, he was he was, you know, the right data in this. I think. Except yeah, but I mean, and we've seen data with kids before. He gets on well with kids. He does. There was um. There's Shit. salad fingers. There's that kid he befriended. <laughs> well, the hero worship kid. It, the hero worship kid. There's the kid from thine own self. Oh right. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it. Like th- there's a precedence here. There definitely is. There's a bit where, where oh. uh, he, the kid says to him today, uh, "You have to, you should have a little fun every day." But then, unfortunately, <laughs> Nemesis was next. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should be a little dead every fun, day. He's you know he's just an idiot, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He he just watches all the reality shows. Uh. <laughs> well, how do, how else do you have fun? I mean, that's that's the best way to do that, right? Uh, so I'm told. <laughs> Matt, what about you? You got you got. Uh... I was a surprise that straight razors have made it into the future. I don't know. There's a certain kind of dude who's always going to want to shave himself with a straight razor. I guess if you haven't shaved yourself in like ten years. I mean, I I you know I'm a noted facial hair haver, and guess yeah. you as well. Have you have you ever? Uh... Have you ever, like, shaved with a straight razor? Like, just, you know, like, touched up the bottom of your neck or whatever with a, with a straight... Because I just... I can't even imagine. No. I'm not... Well, no. Like, what a terrifying thing to do to yourself. But there's... Like I say, there's a certain kind of guy who thinks that that's, you know... But, that's a thing. That's the way you should do it. But not even that. He, he's given the razor to someone else. Yeah. Yeah! Well, maybe Betazoids have a, a special, you know, gift for... Shaving. Shaving. Yeah. Uh, we're only now finding that out? <laughs> that, I mean, that, that should have been one of season her, two stuff. Yeah, yeah, that should have been one of her main characteristics back in season one or two. And bring the shaving woman. <laughs> when they were doing that episode where they were pl- where they were betting on whether or not uh, the guys would all shave their beards, Troy should have been there waiting with a straight razor. Oh, that's a good point. 
No, it's just it's it's one of the. I mean, I don't know. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Are you going to create a terrible futuristic looking like electric razor? Yes, that looks like a phaser with lasers. Yes. Yeah, just use a phaser. That would have been better. You might as yeah. well. It's about it's just safe. Phaser shave your face. Yeah, sort of shave it off like uh, like Superman shaves. Yes, is that how Superman shaves? Yeah, he, yeah. Well, he uses his heat vision ah. on a mirror. And a mirror. Okay, I was about to. I was going to say, like, how does he look down at his chin? <laughs> how does he? Lo- He's the Superman. One, the one, yeah, oh. the one feat Superman could never accomplish was looking at his own face. Well, <laughs> look at your own face, could... Superman. Damn you, Lex Luthor. <laughs> his heat vision can melt the mirror. I mean, it did that in Superman three. Ah, uh, Superman three. See, all I got to do is throw Superman three out there for gas. Yeah. The... I like to get Superman three into every podcast. Well, if only we could have had Superman shaving Richard Pryor. <laughs> wow, there's some place I didn't think we'd be going. <laughs> All right. I'm just picturing him and uh, Superman in a bathtub together. I wasn't until now. Superman's holding a straight razor to his face. <laughs> that wharf calls to ruin it. Oh man, <laughs> with his zit. <laughs> It's a gorch. Hello, Superman. It's Worf. Have you finished shaving Richard Pryor yet? <laughs> now, Matt, if you can work Winnie the Pooh into this. <laughs> That's a joke nobody gets, even us. Nope. All right. I think it's about time to wrap this up. Gav, you got any, any final things? Any, I, any major points? I just want to mention there were llamas in this. And, oh, so there were. And, and yep. if you see a llama where Baku or swimming shout, Oh, my God, you can't swim. <laughs> because because apparently they couldn't. No, we were really upset by the fact that uh, yeah, what's her name jumps in the water first and then realizes she can't swim. Yep, okay. you've been alive for seven hundred years. You've been living in this village where there's next a lake to a, next to a giant lake that you have a giant bridge over. Yep, and you never learned to swim. She's like, well, I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah, no, you won't. Not if you drown first. Yeah, <laughs> stupid lady. All right. Anything else, Matt? No. Let's go on to the quotes. Very well. Yeah. What about you? Uh, my my quote was funnily enough a Picard indignant speech to him. Jean Luc, we're only moving six hundred people. How many people does it take, Admiral, before it becomes wrong? Hmm? Thousand. Fifty thousand. A million? How many people does it take, Admiral? Well, we did talk about how we get, like, everyone's a little more next-gen in this than in any of the other movies, and that's definitely a staple of Picard. Is uh, yep. Not a face staple, just a normal staple. <laughs> of Picard is... Uh, face you know, staple speeches. sounds like the best band ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are face staple! <laughs> meely, meely, meely. Hello, Springfield! It's St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no encore. <laughs> Because oh, no, our staples will come off. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone got any paper clips? Oh god, this is so embarrassing. Or like those binder clip things. <laughs> something, anything. Uh, my quote is something that, uh, well, here, here's Picard talking about how he's got to do a diplomatic thing. Can anyone remember when we used to be explorers? And uh, no, you know what? I don't remember when you used to be explorers because you never are. Nope, fire truck. That's the thing we pointed out, like in the series, and and pointing it out now. They never explore strange new worlds. It just it doesn't happen. 
I think we end up getting more Strange New Worlds on the space station show than we did on the ship that went exploring. Well, I mean, say what you will about Voyager, yeah. and we have. Yeah. But yeah. they will be going to places that we've never seen before. Indeed. And yet they'll still be running into Klingons and Romulans and Cardassians. Yep. Somehow. E- yeah, they do. Yep. <sighs> well, what are you <laughs> going to do? We've well, still got two years, Matt. Let's yep. let's enjoy this two years, okay? Oh, enjoy God. the two We're years deep space because nine. then you've got like five years of rubbish. Mm, Four years. No, only three. 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 I do beg your pardon. But that's that still is- a lot. Well, well, it's not complete rubbish. There's some good bits in it, you know. Yeah, you you and Vishal both agree that there are about five good episodes of Voyager among the hundred and seventy whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of middle of the road episodes. So you yeah. know, it's not all well, terrible. The thing is, I think if it's that bad, I think this will just turn into a different kind of show, yep. and I think we'll be fine. It's the problem I had with Next Gen is when we would have a really great episode at the same time as just a real shit episode. It's hard to like. I don't know. It's it's hard to make jokes at the expense of something while at the same time mm. being a huge fan of it. If we could just pick one, I think it would be a lot easier. Yeah, there's a lot of reason I, I pick... Well, this is... this is I didn't mind this one, but there's a lot of reason I pick a lot of bad episodes, because it's just easier. Yeah. Well, it's easier to make jokes, sure. That's always my go-to we, as well. We also, also wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love Star Trek. Yeah. Also, I have to pick the, uh, the, the episodes with the Irish in it. Yes, of course. Which... Which, as I understand in Voyager, is quite a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, I'll be picking them. And uh, okay. the next uh, Deep Space, the Deep Space Nine one, has a leprechaun in it. I believe. Oh my god! Is that the one with Rumpelstiltskin, or is that a different one? No, that's the one where Rumpel. Yeah, it's Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Ah, very well. It's not well, like it's the picking. leprechaun from the leprechaun movies. No, I might be the same. I'm actor. the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately. Although, not. although in fairness, you could just join us for every episode because O'Brien. Yeah, that would be fine. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, turn it into a three-man <laughs> yep. show, no problem. Let's work for me. I've got no other podcast I'm doing. Yeah, but then we'd be doing no, three no, episodes per. Uh, we'd have to do three episodes per uh, episode. We blow. We blow through them. Way yeah, we get to Voyager good. way too soon. <laughs> yeah, and then no, I and then I bail. No, <laughs> I just. I already had no. to do all this. <laughs> Gav, yeah, you do have another podcast. Why don't you tell the fine people what that is? I will. It is a. It's called Drunken Time Travel, and we get drunk. We time have travel. comedy and talk about Doctor Who from the very beginning. Yep. At the moment, we're doing uh, the second Doctor, and you can find us on www.drunkentimetravel.com. Thanks. Oh yeah, thanks. Kim. Thanks to Kim for that. <laughs> You've also got the uh, the Drunken Science and Drunken History. Sort of yes, that's that's part of that. That's in between. We do uh, do the episodes every three weeks, and in between we do either drunken history or drunken science. Mm-hmm. Where drunken science, where Gav pretends he knows about science, and drunken history, I talk about history. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> there, there is apparently another uh, podcast now called Drunken History, but uh, I'm sure yours. Is it better. is. Yeah, it's a different title for ours as well. It's DTT Drunken History. Mm. Oh, I see. Wow, that's that's like Marvel's The Avengers. That's right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, as usual, you can reach us at uh, postatomichorror at Gmail. The website is postatomichorror.com. Our app is still free in the iOS App Store. I think that's all the next things. Next week is uh, the last TNG thing ever. Yeah. Next week, we say goodbye to Picard and Data and so forth. And uh, that should be interesting. And, it's also uh, uh, the last movie we'll be doing, at least until uh, Trek 3 comes out. 
which will, given that the last one took, what, four years At to come least. out, it might not be till we're done with all the yeah. other series. So we'll totally come out of retirement uh. for that, though. Um, yeah, and our friend Bob will be joining us next week for that. Uh, he recently moved here to Seattle. He just finally got finished building his uh, home theater in his basement. He's all excited Ooh. for me to come over and, and, and enjoy a movie in a screening room, and so this will be uh, a nice, disappointing movie to kick <laughs> off with. So, Very nice. Uh, looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, Matt, say your thing. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2013. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.